0: Isaac, and today I will be reading Christy Jackson and the Lost Olympian Chapter seven. We emerged in a central park just north of the pond. Mrs. O'Leary looked pretty tired as she limped over to a cluster of boulders. She started sniffing around and I was afraid she start uh, she might mark her territory, but Nico said, It's okay. She just smells the way home. I frowned. Through the rocks? The underworld has two major entrances, Nico said. You know the one in L.A. Charon's Ferry. Karen's Ferry. Nico nodded. Most souls go that way, but there's a smaller path. Harder to find. The door of Orpheus. The dude with a harp? Dude with a lyre, Nico collect- corrected. But yeah, him. He used his music to charm the earth and open a new path into the underworld. He sang his way right into the right into Hades' palace and almost got away with his wife's soul. I remember the story. Orpheus wasn't supposed to look behind him, but when he was leading his wife back to the world back to the world, but of course he did. It was one of those typical and so then they died. And so they die storied stories, the end. That always made us demigods feel warm and fuzzy. So this is the door of Orpheus. I tried to be impressed, but it still looked like a pile of rocks to me. How does it open? We need music, Nico said. How's your singing? Um, no. Can't you just, like, tell it to open? You're the son of Hades and all. It's not so easy. We need music. I was pretty sure if I tried to sing, all I would cause was an avalanche. Um, uh, I have a better idea. I turned and called, Grover! We waited for a long time. Mrs. O'Leary curled up and took a nap. I could hear the crickets in the woods and the owls hooting. Traffic hummed along Central Park West. Horse hooves clopped down a nearby path. Maybe a mounted poli- police patrol. I was sure they'd love to find two kids hanging out in the park at one in the morning. It's no good, Nico said at last, but I had a feeling. My empathy link was really tingling for the first time time in the months, which either meant a whole lot of people had suddenly switched on the nature channel, or Grover was close. I shut my eyes and concentrated. Grover. I knew he was somewhere in the park. Why couldn't I sense his emotions? All I got was a faint hum in the base of my skull. Grover, I thought insistently. Mm-hmm, something said. An image came into my head. I saw a giant elm tree deep in the woods, well off the main path. Gurnled roots laced the ground, making a bed, making a kind of bed. Lying in it with his arms across his eyes crossed across, and his eyes closed with a satyr. At first I couldn't be sure it was Grover. He was covered in twigs and leaves like he'd been sleeping there a long time. The roots seemed to be shaping themselves around him, slowly pulling him into the earth. Grover, I said, wake up. Dude, you're covered in dirt. Wake up. Sleepy, his mind murmured. Food, I suggested. Pancakes, his eyes shot open. A blur of thoughts filled my head, like he was suddenly on fast forward. The image shattered and I almost fell over. What happened? Nico said. Nico asked. I got through. He's, yeah, he's on his way. A minute later, the tree next was shivered. Grover fell out of the branches right on his head. Grover! I yelled. Woof! Mrs. O'Leary looked up, probably wondering if we were going to play fetch with the satyr. Bahaha! Grover bleated. Uh, you okay, man? Oh, I'm fine. He rubbed his head. His horns had grown so much they poked right out of his curly hair. I was at the other end of the park. The dryads had this idea of passing me through the trees to get me here. They don't understand height very well. He grinned and got to his feet. Oh, his hooves, actually. Since last summer. Grove had stopped trying to disguise himself as human. He never wore a cap or fake feet anymore. He didn't even wear jeans since he's uh, since he had furry goat legs. From the waist down. His t-shirt had a picture of that book. Where the wild things are. It was covered with dirt and tree sap. His goatee looked fuller. Almost manly. Or goatly? And he was as tall as me now. Good to see you, G-Man, I said. Remember Nico? Grover Lotton nodded at Nico. Then he gave me a big hug. He smelled like freshly mown lawns. Percy, he bleated. I missed you, I missed camp. You don't serve very good enchiladas in the wilderness. I was worried. Where have you been the last two months? The two- Cover's smile faded. The last two months? What are you talking about? We haven't heard from you, I said. "Universe, worried. We sent iris messages, but- Hold up. He looked at the stars, like he's trying to calculate his position. What month is it? August? His color drained from his face. That's impossible, it's June. I, I just lay down to, took a na- to take a nap. And he grabbed my arms. I remember now. He knocked me out. Percy, we have to stop him. Whoa, I said. Slow down. Tell me what happened. He took a deep breath. I, I was walking in the woods up by Harlem near, And I felt this tremble in the ground like something powerful was near. You can't sense stuff like that? Nico asked. Grover nodded. This pan's death, I can feel with something as strong in nature. It's like my ears and eyes are sharper when I'm in the wild. Anyway, I start following this scent. This man in long black coat was walking through the park, and I noticed he didn't cast a shadow. Middle of a sunny day, he cast no shadow. He kind of shimmered as he moved. Like a mirage? Like a mirage? Niko asked. Yes, Grover said. And whenever you pass humans, humans would pass out, Niko said. Curl up and go to sleep. That's right. And after he was gone, they'd get up and go about th- their business like nothing happened. I stared at Niko. You know this guy in black? Afraid so, Nico said. Grover, what happened. I followed the guy. He kept looking up at the buildings around the park like he was making estimates or something. This lady jogger ran by. She curled up on the sidewalk and started snoring. The guy in black put, her, put his hands on her forehead like he was checking her temperature, then he w- kept on walking. By this time, I knew it was a monster or something even worse. I followed him into this grove to the base of a big elm tree. I was about to summon some dryads to help me capture him when he turned and the Grover swallowed Percy's face. I couldn't make out his face, because it, it, it kept shifting. You just looking at it made me sleepy. I said, What are you doing? He said, Just having a look around. You should always scout a battlefield before the battle. I said something really smart, like, This is forest. This forest is under my protection. You won't start any battles here. And he laughed. He said, You're lucky I'm saving my energy for the main event, little sailor. I will just grant you a short nap, pleasant dreams. And that's the last thing I remember. Nico exhaled. Grover, you met Morpheus, the god of dreams. You're lucky you ever woke up. Two months, Grover moaned. You put me to sleep for two months. Tried to wrap my mind around what he meant. Now it made sense why we hadn't been able to contact Grover all this time. Why didn't the nymphs wake you up? I asked. Grover shrugged. Most nymphs aren't good with time. Two months for a tree, that's nothing. They probably didn't think anything was wrong. We've got to figure out what Morpheus was doing in the park, I asked. I said, I didn't I don't like this main event thing he mentioned. He's working for Kronos, Nico said. We know that already. A lot of the minor gods are. This just proves there's going to be an invasion. Percy, we have to get on with our plan. Wait, Grover said. What plan? We told him and Grover started tugging at his leg fur. You're not serious, he said. Not the underworld, not again. I'm not asking you to come, man, I promised. I know he just woke up, but we need some music to open the door. Can you do it? Grover took out his reed pipes. I guess I could try. I know a few Nirvana tunes that can split rocks. But Percy, are you sure you want to do this? Please, man, I said. It would mean a lot for old times' sake. he He whimpered. As I recall, in the old times, we almost died a lot. But okay, here goes nothing. He pulled his pipes to his lips and began to shrill. A lively a lively tune. The boulders trembled, few more stanzas, and they cracked open, revealing a triangular service. Crevice. I peered inside. Steps led down into the darkness. The air smelled of mildew and death. It brought back bad memories of my trip through the labyrinth last year, but this tunnel felt even more dangerous. It led straight to the land of Hades. That was almost always a one way trip. I turned to Grover. Thanks. I think. <laughs> Percy. Is Gro- is Kronos really going to invade? I wish I could tell you better, but yeah, he will. I thought Grover might chew up his reeds pipes in anxiety, but he straightened his brush off- restrained it up and brushed off his t-shirt. I couldn't help how different he looked from fat old Lenius. I've got to rally some nature spirits then. Maybe we can help. If- we- I'll see if we can help, if we can find this Morpheus. Better tell Juniper you're okay, too. His eyes widened. Juniper, oh, she's going to kill me. He started to run off, then scrambled back and gave me another hug. Be careful down there. Come back alive. Once he was gone, Miko and I roused Mrs. O'Leary from her nap. When she smelled the tunnel, she got excited and led the way down the steps. it It was a pretty tight fit. I hoped she wouldn't get stuck. I wouldn't have... I couldn't imagine how much... Grino. um We'd need to unstick a hellhound witch halfway down a tunnel in the underworld. Ready? Nico asked me. It'll be fine. Don't worry. He sounded like he was trying to convince himself. I glanced up at the stars, wondering if I would ever see them again. Then, we plunged into darkness. The stairs went on forever narrow, steep, and slippery. It was completely dark except for the light of my sword. I tried to go slow, but Mrs. O'Leary had other ideas. She bounded ahead, barking happily. Sound echoed through the tunnel like cannon shots, and I figured we would not be catching anybody by surprise once we reached the bottom. Nico lagged behind, which I thought was strange. You okay? I asked him. Fine. What was that expression on his face? Doubt? Just keep moving, he said. I didn't have much choice. I followed Mrs. O'Leary into the depths. After another hour, I started to hear the roar of a river. We emerged at the base of a cliff on a plain of black volcanic sand. To our right, the river stakes gushed from the rocks and roared off in a cascade of rabbits. Cascade of rabbits. Rapids. Sorry, I can't speak. To our left, far away from the gloom, fire burned on the ramparts of Airbus, the great black wall of Hades' great black walls of Hades' kingdom. I shuddered. It had been I had been here when I was twelve, and only Annabeth and Grover's company then had given me the courage to keep going. Nico wasn't gonna be quite as helpful with the courage thing. He looked pale and worried himself. Only Mrs. O'Leary's acted happy. She ran along the beach, picked up a random human leg bone and romped towards me. She dropped the bone at my feet and waited for me to throw it. Um, maybe later, girl. I stared at the uh, dark waters, trying to get up my nerve. So, Nico, how do we do this? We have to go inside the gates first, he said. The river's right here. I have to get something, he said. It's the only way. He marched off without waiting. I frowned. Nico hadn't mentioned anything about going into the gates. But now that we were here, I didn't know what else to do. Reluctantly, I followed him down the beach towards the big black gates. Lines of dead stood waiting outside to get in. It must have been a heavy day for funerals, because even the E's death line was backed up. Woof, this is said. Before I could stop her, she bounded towards a security checkpoint. Cerberus, the guard dog of Hades, appeared out of the gloom. And 3 a three-headed rottweiler so big he made look at Mrs. O'Leary look like a toy poodle. Cerberus was half-transparent, so he's really hard to see unless he's close enough to kill you. But he acted like he didn't care about us. He was too busy saying hello to Mrs. O'Leary. Mrs. O'Leary, no, I shouted. Don't sniff. Oh, man. Niko smiled, then he looked at me, and his expression turned all serious again, like he'd remembered something unpleasant. "Come on," he said. "They don't have, they don't give us any trouble in the line. You're with me." I didn't like it, but we slipped through the security gu- gulls and into the fields of asphodel. I had the, w- I had the whistle for Mrs. Oliver three times before she left Cerberus alone and ran after us. We hiked over black fields of grass dotted with black pup- poplar poplar trees. If I really died in a few days, like the prophecy said, I might end up up here forever. I try not to think about that. Nico trudged ahead, bringing up closer and closer to the palace of Hades. Hey, I said, we're inside the gates already. Where are, where are we? Mrs. O'Leary growled. A shadow appeared overhead, something dark, cold, and stinking of death. It swooped down, and landed on the top of a poplar tree, poplar tree. Unfortunately, I recognized her. She had a shriveled face, a horrible blue knitted hat, and a crumpled velvet dress. Leathery bra- bat wings sprang from her back. Her feet had sharp talons, and in her brass-clawed hands she held a flaming whip and a paisley handbag. "Mrs. Dodds?" I said. She bared her fangs. "Welcome back, honey," her two sisters the other Furies swooped down and settled next to her on the branches of the poplar. "'You know Elect- Electo?' Nico asked me. "'If you mean the hag in the middle, yeah,' I said. "'She was my maths teacher.' Nico nodded like this didn't surprise him. He looked up at the Furies and took a deep breath. "'I've done what my father asked. Take us to the palace.' I tensed. "'Wait a second, Nico. What are you—' "'I'm afraid this is—' "'This is my new lead, Percy.' "'My father promised me information about my family. "'He wants to see you before we try the river. "'I'm sorry.' "'You tricked me?' "'I was so mad I couldn't think. "'I lunged at him, but the furies were fast. Two of them swooped down and plucked me up by the arms. "'My sword fell out of my hands, "'and before I knew it, I was dangling 20 meters in the air. "'Oh, don't struggle, honey. "'My old math te- "'Oh, don't struggle, honey.' "'My old math teacher crackled in my ear. "'I'd hate to drop you.' Mrs. O'Leary barked angrily and jumped, trying to reach me, but we were too high. Tell Mrs. O'Leary to behave, Nico warned. He was hovering near me in the clutches of the Fury of the third fury. I don't want her to get hurt, Percy. My father is waiting. He just wants to talk. I wanted to tell Mrs. O'Leary to attack Nico, but it wouldn't have done any good, and Nico was about, right about one thing. My dog could get hurt if she tried to pick up a fight with the Furies. I gritted my teeth. Mrs. O'Leary, down! It's okay, girl. She whipped around and turned a circles, looking at me. All right, traitor! I growled at Nico. You've got the, you've got your prize. Take me to the stupid palace. Electo dropped me like a sack of turnips in the middle of the palace garden. It was beautiful in a creepy way. Skeletal white trees grew from marble basins. Flower beds overhead overflowed with golden plants and gemstones. Apart, a pair of thrones. One bone and one silver sat in the balcony with a view of the fields of Asphodel. It would have been a nice place to spend a Saturday morning except for the sulfur smell and the cried of the tortured souls in the distance. Skeletal warriors guarded the only exit. They wore tattered U.S. Army desert desert combat fatigues and carried M-16s. The third fury deposited Nico next to me. Then, all three of them settled on top of the skeletal throne. I resisted the urge to strangle Nico. They'd only stop me. I'd have to wait for my revenge. I stared at at the empty thrones, waiting for something to happen. Then the air shimmered. Three figures appeared. Hades and Persephone on their thrones, and an older woman standing between them. They seemed to be in the middle of an argument. "'Told you he was a bum,' the older woman said. "'Mother!' Persephone replied." We have visitors, Hades barked. Please, Hades, one of my least favorite gods, smoothed his his black robes, which were covered with the terrified faces of the damned. He had pale skin and the intense eyes of a madman. Percy Jackson, he said with satisfaction, at last. Queen Persephone studied me curiously. I'd seen her once before in the winter, but now the summer she looked totally like a different goddess. She had lustrous black hair and warm brown eyes. Her dress shimmered with colors. Flower, flower patterns in the fabric changed and bloomed. Roses, tulips, honeysuckle. The woman standing between them was obviously Persephone's mother. She had the same hair and eyes, but looked older and sterner. Her dress was golden, the color of a wheat field. Her hair was woven with dried grasses so it reminded me of a wicker basket. I figured if somebody lit a match next to her, she'd be in serious trouble. "Hm," the older woman said. Demigods, just what we needed. Next to me, Nico knelt. I wish I had my sword so I could cut his stupid head off. Unfortunately, Riptide was still out in the field somewhere. Father, Nico said. I've done as you asked. Took you long, en- long enough, Hades grumbled. Your sister would have done a better job. Nico lowered his head. If I hadn't been so mad at the little creep, I might have felt sorry for him. I glared up at the god of the dead. What do you want, Hades? To talk, of course. The god wh- twisted his mouth in a cruel smile. Didn't Nico tell you? This whole quest was a lie. Nico brought me down here to get me killed. Oh no, Hades said. I'm afraid Nico was quite sincere about wanting to help you. The boy is as honest he is, as he is dense. I simply convinced him to take a small detour and bring you here first. Father, Nico said, you promised that Percy would not be harmed. You said if I brought him, you would tell me about my past, about my mother. Queen Persephone sighed dramatically. Can we please not talk about that woman in my presence? I'm sorry, my dove, Hades said. I had to promise the boy something. The older lady um harumphed. I warned you, daughter, this scoundrel Hades is no good. You could have married the god of doctors or the god of lawyers, but no. You had to eat the pomegranate. Mother, and get stuck in the underworld. Mother, please. And here it is August, and you do not come home like you're supposed to. Do you ever think about your poor, lonely mother? Demeter, he shouted. That is enough. You're a guest in my house. Oh, a house, is it? She said. You call this dump a house? Make my daughter live in this dark, damp, I told you," Hades said, grinning his teeth. "There's a war in the world above. You and Persephone are better off here with me." Excuse me," I broke in. "If you're gonna kill me, could you just get on with it?" All three gods looked at me. "Well, this one has an odd attitude," Demeter observed. "Indeed," Hades agreed. "I'd love to kill him." Father," Nico said. "You promised." Husband, we talked about this," Persephone chid. Chided. You can't go around incinerating every hero, besides, he's brave. I like that. Hades rolled his eyes. You like that Orpheus fellow, too. Look how well that turned out. Let me just kill him a little bit. Father, you promised. Nico said. You said you only wanted to talk to him. You said if I brought him, you'd explain. Hades' eyes glowered glowered, soothing, smoothing the folds of their of his robes. And so I shall. Your mother. Well, what can I tell you? She was a wonderful woman. He glanced uncomfortably at Perfe- Persephone. Forgive me, my dear. I mean for a mortal, of course. Her name was Maria D'Angelo. She was from Venice. But her father was a diplomat in Washington, D.C. That's where I met her. When you and your sister were young, it was a bad time to be children of Hades. World War II was brewing. And of course, and a few of my, uh, other children were leading the losing side. I thought it'd be best to put you two out of harm's way. That's why you hit us in the Lotus Casino? Hades shrugged. You didn't age. You didn't realize time was passing. I waited for the right time to bring you out. But What happened to our mother? Why don't I remember her? Not important, Hades snapped. What? Of course it's important. And you had... Children? Why were we the only ones sent away? Uh... And who are the lawyer you got to. You go- may get us. Hades gritted his teeth. You do very well to listen more and talk less, boy. As for the lawyer, Hades snapped his fingers. On top of his throne, the fury of Keto became to change until she was a middle aged man in a pinstripped suit with a briefcase. She, he, looked strange, crouching at Hades' shoulder. You! Miko said. The fury cackled. I do lawyers and teachers very well. Nico was trembling. But why did you free us from the casino? You know why. This idiot son of Poseidon cannot be allowed to be the child of the prophecy. I plucked the ruby off the nearest plant and threw it at Hades. It sank harmlessly into his robe. You should be helping, Olympus, I said. All the other gods are fighting Typhon and you're just sitting here waiting things out. Hades finished. Yes, that's correct. When's the last time Olympus ever helped me, Half-Blood? When's the last time a child of mine was ever welcomed a hero? Bah! Why should I rush out and help them? I'll stay here where my, with my forces intact. And then Kronos comes after you? Let him try, he'll be weakened. And my son here, Nico. Hades looked at him with distaste. Well, it's not much now, I'll grant you. But it would have been better if Bianca had lived. But give him four more years of training. We can hold out that long, surely. Nico will turn sixteen. The prophecy says, and then he will make the decision that will save the world, and I'll become king of the gods. You're crazy, I said. Kronos will crush you right after he finishes pulverizing Olympus. Hades spread his hands. Well, you'll get a chance to find out, halfblood, because you'll be waiting out this war in my dungeons. No, Nico said. "'Father, that wasn't our agreement, and you haven't told me everything.' "'I've told you all you need to know,' Hades said. for our agreement. I spoke with Jackson. "'I did not harm him. You got your information. "'If you wanted a better deal, you should have made me swear on the sticks. "'Now, go to your room.' "'He waved his hand, and Nico vanished. "'That boy needs to eat more,' Demeter grumbled. "'He's too skinny. He needs more cereal.' "'Persephone rolled her eyes. "'Mother, enough with the cereal.' My lord, Hades, are you sure we can let this little hero go? He's awfully brave. No, my dear, I've spared his life, that's enough. I was sure she was going to stand up for me. The brave, beautiful Persephone was going to get me out of this. She shrugged indifferently. Fine, what's for breakfast? I'm starving. Cereal, Demeter said. Mother! The two women disappeared in a swirl of flowers and wheat. Don't feel too bad, Percy Jackson, Hades said. It goes to keep me well informed of Kronos' plan. I can assure you that you had no chance to stop him in time. By tonight, it would be too late for your precious Mount Olympus. The trap will be sprung. What trap? I demanded. If you know about it, do something. At least let me tell the other gods. Hades smiled. You're spirited. I'll give you credit for that. Have fun in my dungeons. We'll check on you in, oh, 50 or 60 years. And that was the end. Of chapter seven. I hope you guys had a good time listening to me read this chapter. And I just wanted to remind you guys that if you want to, um, read along with me and, or just follow in the text or maybe if you think it's very, it's starting to get pretty, pretty exciting. So once we get really close to the end, maybe you don't want to wait another week. So you want to read it and finish it then you can always go buy the book at your nearest books probably at your nearest bookstore maybe you can borrow it in a library uh i say at the beginning of every chapter or every episode but um this is Percy Jackson this one is the last olympian made by Rick Riordan uh yeah that was it for today isaac